Welcome to the Career Medis Podcast. This is your host, Nisar Ahmad. And this is episode 73 of the Career Medis Podcast. And this particular episode is once again part of the Career Expert series. For those who are listening to us for the first time, what I've done in the Career Expert series, I've brought in guests who are experts in career management, career advice, job search, resumes, and different topics. And by listening to these episodes in this series, the job seeker or the individual is able to get tips, ideas on how they can take their career to the next level or also to begin with helping them finding their dream job. For today's Career Expert Series episode, I'm interviewing Brian Wright. He has an extensive background, but here's a quick summary. I'm sure we'll learn more about Brian as we go on, but here's my introduction of him. Uh, Brian K. Wright is the host of Success Profiles Radio. And his mission is to inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. With extensive experience teaching and training in academic and corporate environments, he, he understands that many people live far beneath their potential because they don't really believe they deserve success. Brian has learned and practiced the principles he teaches in his books, Student Leadership Strategies 21, Easy Ways to Become a Center of Influence in Your Group. And his other book is called Success Profiles, Mental Toughness and Sales. Hey, Brian, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I know, Brian, I could literally go on forever giving your introduction. You have an extensive profile, and I'm sure the audience will love to learn. So, But I always like to hear from the guests their story rather than me telling the audience their story. So I'll ask you more questions. But the first question I always ask my guests is, where are they calling from? I am in the Phoenix area in Arizona. Phoenix is definitely... A famous city, even if people do not live in North America, they have heard about it. But for those who have never been there, Brian, can you share with us an interesting fact or a fun fact? Well, it's beautiful in the wintertime. A lot of people live out here because they like the winters out here. We don't have snow in Phoenix. Uh, in exchange for that, we do have a very hot summer. In fact, we usually have 100 days or so a year where the temperature is 100 degrees or higher. It's not humid, though. People think, oh my gosh, that's so hot. Well, it is hot, but it's not humid. So uh, we, if you can put up with that, then you get rewarded by having nicer winters without having to deal with snow. And a lot of people come here for the winter. Wow. As you're saying this, we are just, I'm, I'm based in Toronto. We're just seeing fall uh, hitting us with autumn or fall. Very soon there'll be winter. Any, any of my fellow Canadians would really envy that <laughs> because yes. we, the winter is coming, as they say. <laughs> yes. Uh, Brian, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your background. Uh, I have some specific questions. Tell a little bit about yourself at the beginning, but I would like to hear um, a little bit about your story, uh, how you got here. Okay. I grew up in Iowa, so definitely uh, in the Midwest where there are lots of farms and lots of animals, <laughs> but uh, I, I enjoyed that. I grew up in a small town. It's a real nice sense of community where everyone seems to really care about each other and really interested in helping each other out. So definitely a lot of uh, Midwestern, uh, Middle America values there. 
went to Iowa State University to study communication studies, went to Nebraska to do a graduate degree in adult education. I taught for a while at a two-year business school uh, in Nebraska, ended up moving out to Arizona in 1996. I did work in the call center world for quite a while in various roles. And I started my radio show, Success Profiles Radio, in 2012. And I'm interviewing some of the most amazing, world-class, successful people in the world on my show. I'm so blessed. And I've got a couple of books, like you mentioned. And uh, last year, I started ghostwriting books for clients. And so I have people that I'm writing books for right now. And I've got a few people who are interested in getting started with me too. So the pipeline is filling up. So I am abundantly blessed and, and very happy uh, not to be in a J-O-B anymore. There's nothing wrong with that, but I just felt like for me, being my own boss and setting my own schedule and having the freedom to run my day as I want and to fulfill my dreams was really something that was appealing to me. Now, are there challenges? Absolutely. There's no steady paycheck, but the rewards can be a lot higher. I do want to ask you about Success Profiles Radio before, sure. before we get into some of the questions. I, I've, recent, I've recently started listening and first of all, you're an amazing host. You Thank ask you. very inquisitive questions. Uh, recently, I listened to the interview with Tom Bilyeu, an amazing entrepreneur. Um, he has becoming very popular on YouTube. So I'm just curious, like, why did you start Success Profiles Radio five years ago? Well, that's a really great question. I wanted to interview people who I looked up to, people who were my heroes. I wanted to learn what other people's versions of success were. I wanted to hear their stories and I wanted to learn from them. The side benefit is a lot of people will send me free copies of their books to read or, or their PDF or their physical version, whichever. Sometimes I get a free admission to their event. One guy, Greg Reed, uh, invited me to do red carpet interviews at his premiere for Think and Grow Rich Stickability three years ago. That was a really great experience. And I got to interview some people on the red carpet. And some of those people have since come on my show as well. And so it's been an opportunity for me to level up my network. And that has been absolutely huge for me. It's been very, very amazing because a lot of these people, you would have to pay thousands of dollars to get time with. But when they agree to come on your podcast, the trade-off is you let them promote what they're doing. And I always let people promote what they're doing. It's called being nice in the sandbox because they aren't doing it for their exercise. They're building businesses too. I let them do that and they're very happy to spend time with my audience. Plus it gives them extra exposure too to people who may not know who they are. So it's really great. I mean, I, I really enjoyed my interview with Tom Bilio. I didn't know who he was until about a year ago. I started reading up on him and it's amazing what he's accomplished. A friend of mine did a live event that he spoke at this summer. I didn't attend the event, but he talked about what a great experience it was having Tom at his event. And I thought, you know what? I need to get this guy on my show. And so I reached out and, and he was very happy to come on my show. It was really great. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, I've recently become a big fan of Tom Bellew and you've also interviewed other people yeah. such as uh, individuals from the Shark Tank and all that. So keep doing it. It's amazing. Um, Thanks. Great interviews. Um, I want to now switch gears. I wanted to ask a few questions. You had a big proponent of a mindset. You talk about that in your uh, Facebook live, your interviews as well. What do you think is one thing that people struggle with the most when it comes to their careers, whether they are a freelancer, they're an entrepreneur, or they are working in a, for a company? I think Sometimes people don't realize 
how much there is in the world that's available to them. I think society conditions us to get an education, get a job, stay there for 40 years, retire, get a pension. Well, those days are dying. Those days are definitely dying. And, and we are moving toward a performance-based economy. So you, you have to prove that you belong where you are. And if you're not producing, then companies are much more willing to cut you loose. And now you have to find your own way. I think people doubt themselves and doubt their abilities to sell who they are to the marketplace. And that's why they stay settled. And now there's nothing wrong with having a job. I had a job for a very long time. I've had multiple jobs. And there's great value in learning how companies structure themselves. There's great values in having different types of managers. Because if you do aspire to start out on your own, you want to have an idea of what kind of a leader you want to be and what kind of a leader you absolutely do not want to be. I think life deals us a very interesting deck of cards in that you get an opportunity to experience a lot of different things. So use your current situation as a learning experience. And I think really honestly, one thing that people do is they give up on themselves and so they don't have aspirations. I mean, they may say, gosh, someday I wish I could. Well, someday is a real killer because someday is not one of the days of the week. It's not. It's not the same as saying on Wednesday, I'm going to do this or on Sunday, I'm going to plan out my week. So don't be afraid to dream big, but also make plans to accomplish that. Reach out to the people who can help you do that and then have a firm plan of action and then just start executing. I think people are afraid of what could go wrong, but I would challenge you to ask, well, what if it goes right? Then what? Mm -hmm. How would your life change? It's really a life-altering question. What if it goes right? That's interesting. What, uh, you, mentioned, you mentioned a few things that I really loved in, in that answer. Okay. I want to expand on the last thing you just said. What mm -hmm. if it goes right? And most people struggle with this. Yeah. So, since the audience that the listeners who come to this podcast are people who either out of school, they're getting into the working world, they're trying to get the dream job, mm -hmm. or they're trying to grow up, move up in their company. I want you to expand on that question. What if it goes right? What does that mean? Like, that's totally, that's contrarian to what most people believe or think, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think really life is about finding your gift and having the greatest possible impact. And certainly that can happen in a job scenario. I mean, if you've got a job and you are working for, let's just say, for example, you work for a Hollywood studio and you want to be a filmmaker or you want to be an executive searching for talent. Entertainment is something that a lot of people still buy and invest in. And so you're helping the world by helping people escape. And, you know, we, we all need to escape somehow. I mean, I like a good movie once in a while. I like a good concert once in a while. I love watching a funny television show. I mean, The Big Bang Theory is probably my favorite TV show on now. And so it's an escape and it's, it's good. I, I think you can accomplish your dream within the context of, of a job. Find, find what you're good at and just go for it. I mean, what if it does go right? Well, then that means that you can have a way to provide for your family. It's a way to be abundant. It's a way to, to have the dream house that you want. It's a way to have the car that you always wish you could drive. It can lead to a lot of really great things, but I think a lot of people feel like they don't deserve success. And so they hold themselves back. And that all comes from a limiting self-belief. So believe that you were created to have abundance. You weren't, you were, really seriously, we were not created to go through life 
and struggle to pay our bills every month. That's not the life that we were meant to live. I really honestly believe that. We were meant to live a life that is designed to impact the world. And when you are seeking impact and value first, the money will come. A lot of people chase the money first. I want this job because it pays $10,000 a year more. Yeah, but are you going to be miserable? I would not change. I would not trade my sanity for an extra $10,000 a year. It's just not worth it to me. So recently I've interviewed individuals from different careers and professions. And one of the things, a common thread among the ones that I've interviewed is no matter what they do, whether they're in nursing, engineering, or finance, they all enjoy what they do. Yeah. Um, and and they, they, are, they, are so, they enjoy what they do and they want to talk, tell the world about it. So that's a big shift from, I just need a job. I just need to get money. I need to make so much. Yeah. So yeah, I can totally relate to that. And that seems to be a common thread. I'm fortunate myself to also enjoy what I do. I think yeah. that is the secret sauce. It keeps you young. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it keeps you healthy. And more importantly, if you enjoy what you're doing, then you also uh, have an impact. Yes, absolutely. And, and that is the secret sauce in life is finding something that you can have impact in and share that with the world. I totally agree. You have to be able to enjoy your life because life is too short to do something you hate. It really, really is. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it not only makes you, uh, keeps you down, but the people around you, if you're a miserable person, then people around you do not want to be around you as well. <laughs> exactly. So come, continuing along this theme, right? So you talked about limiting beliefs. You talked about mindset um, and how to change that. What do you recommend as some actionable things, uh, action, some, some actions they can take to get out of that rut and go, go into the, uh, in a positive direction? Yeah. There are a number of things you can do to alter your mindset. I think everything starts with gratitude and being thankful for where you are. Now, some people listening might be in a very great place, whether it's financially, whether it's in their career, whether it's in their relationships. Others might be struggling mightily, and we all are there. But here's the thing. When I am struggling, the thing that I try to remember is, what am I thankful for? Well, I'm thankful that I have a roof over my head. I'm thankful that I have a car to drive. I'm thankful that I have clothes to wear. I'm thankful that I have food to eat. Sometimes it's as basic as that. I mean, thankful that I have all of my senses, thankful that I can walk. So there are people in life who who don't have all their senses. There are people who cannot walk. There are people who do not have a car. There are people who do not have a drive, have a car to drive. There are people in third world countries who don't have food and water or, or access to healthcare. But in, in North America or in other developed parts of the world, we have access to all those things. So be grateful for what you have because you cannot have more without being thankful for what you already have in front of you. So that's number one. Having a plan and a purpose is certainly another. Again, find the thing that you are gifted at. I think all of us are endowed with a very amazing gift and that those gifts are not the same from person to person. Figure out what your gift is and find a way to share that with the world. And number three, I would probably say is help somebody somehow today, whether it's taking someone out to dinner, whether it's giving some change to to someone who's begging on the street corner. I mean, I've done that a few times. It feels good. If I've got loose change, I'll I'll certainly give it. Uh, but, But give. Give of what you have, and the universe finds a way to give back to you. Now, here's the caveat. The universe does not always give back to you in the same way that you gave. I think that's the mistake some people make. If you give money, they expect to receive more money in return. It doesn't always work like that. Sometimes what you receive in return is a valuable connection who can help you take the next step in your career. 
sometimes that's an encouraging word from somebody who you haven't talked to in a very long time. Sometimes it's hearing, sometimes it's experiencing a healing in a relationship that you've been struggling with for a while or hearing someone say they were sorry or you have closure on a situation that's been bothering you. When you give, you do receive, but it's not always in the same way that you give. So those are some things that I would say to someone who might need a mindset reorganization. So if I can summarize what he just said. Be I can say a lot. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, and it's amazing. And I think it's the reason I'm summarizing this is because people need to hear this. One is grateful, the importance of having gratitude. Second is find your gifts and share it with the world. And that is totally different than what type of job can I get? What type of career can I build? How much money I can make? Like you're sort of doing a reverse engineering, but you're asking people to play to their strengths. That's amazing. And the third thing is help somebody else. If you give, if you're a giver, it'll come back to you uh, in different forms. So that's amazing. Yeah. And the caveat to that, you know, when I talk about finding your gift, it's amazing. Sometimes when I speak to high school students, and of course, one of the things that you hear in high school from adults is, what do you want to do after you graduate? That can be a really daunting question. And the answer that they usually expect in return is, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a teacher. I want to be this or that or the other thing. But here's something that I do share with with high school students and young people. When I graduated from high school, and I'll date myself a little bit, 30 years ago, there were a lot of industries now that didn't exist then. There were not cell phones. The computer industry was in its infancy. We we didn't have, you know, phones that we could be on the internet with. We didn't have the ability to do interviews like this. Uh, We didn't have a lot of the things that we have now. Conversely, I would also say that 30 years from now, there will be people employed in industries that do not currently exist, which is why I say find your gift, find your skill set. Don't focus on what job you're going to have, but focus on how can you use your valuable skill set. Because if you have a valuable skill set and you are really good at what you do, you will not be wanting for work for very long. You bring up another important point. You talk about change as you gave your example, and that is so true. And one thing I'm finding is things are changing so fast. So let's say someone in a career professional or a freelancer or an entrepreneur, how do they respond to change if things are changing so quick? And sometimes there is this uncertainty among, uh, around change. That's a really good question. I think being prepared for the possibility that things are never the same is a real key. And I think the millennials are at an advantage because they grew up in an era where this change is just normal. Uh, Someone who grew up, when I grew up, life was a lot slower than it is now. And I'm not, I mean, I didn't grow up in 1920 or anything like that. But, but I mean, things have, things are growing and moving a lot faster now than they were even then. And I would say if you've got, if you've got three very important skills, communication, sales, or marketing, if you have at least one of those three, And for sure, two of those three, you're going to go a real long ways because any industry will require at least one of those three skill sets, communication, sales, or marketing. So let's talk about communication because sales and marketing are sort of self-explanatory, but we can talk about that as well. But communication could mean a lot of things, Brian. So I'm I'm just curious, when you say if you're good at communication, what does that mean? I think it means communicating in writing as well as in person. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean being able to speak on a stage. Although if you have that skill set, 
you have the opportunity to create an authority in your space, but being very clear in communication. You know, sometimes when we write emails or when we text, sometimes it's very easy to misinterpret what is said. And it's also very easy to communicate the wrong thing because you didn't use correct grammar or punctuation. For example, if you type out the phrase, let's eat, comma, grandma, that's a lot different than leaving the comma out where now the sentence is, let's eat grandma. That's, <laughs> that's not what you meant. That's so true. <laughs> that, that, that's a sim simple definition, but that makes a lot of sense. Yes. So communication is key no matter what you do. So that's, that's important because I have spoken to professionals in IT, in engineering. That's usually professions you notoriously known for doing great work, but not necessarily great at communication. Yeah. And the ones that are successful say that, yes, they focused on their soft skills, mm -hmm. uh, writing and in person. So let's talk about the next two, sales and marketing. Yeah. Um, so let's, let me use the same example. If you're an engineer, why would they need to be good at sales and marketing? I'm just curious. Sales is about persuading. So it's not necessarily about, can you sell a house? Can you sell a car? Can you sell this pen? You're selling your ideas to other people all day long. And Tony Robbins says the person with the most energy wins. The person with the most confidence wins. If you are in IT, for example, and you're talking to a client, you, you have to be able to express your solution with confidence uh -huh. in order to get the customer or the client to believe you. I mean, if someone, let's just say someone's computer is broken and, and the IT person isn't very good at communicating what the solution is, now the other person wonders, do you even know what you're doing? The communication skills may be completely independent of your technical skill set, but people who don't know you may automatically tie the two together, fair or not. So having sales skills is really all about being good at persuading. And really all that means is figuring out what someone's challenge is and presenting a reasonable solution to that challenge. Okay, fair enough. So just the three, three ways you can respond to change and stay on top of change is to build communication skills, sales skills, and marketing skills. Mm -hmm. um, now I want to Take this conversation forward. Just the next question I want to ask is leadership, something you have a lot of experience in. You've yeah. spoken to leaders and titans and in industry. So they, let's say someone listening to this, they have, everything makes sense so far. They have started their careers. They have reached a specific point. How could they take it to the next level? I think you can take it to the next level by being the person who's willing to go the extra mile. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean working longer hours, although it can, but volunteer for that extra assignment. If, if the person in charge of your department is looking for someone to help with a project, volunteer for that. A lot of people shy away from responsibility because they don't want to do the extra work or it makes them uncomfortable or maybe they don't know how. I, I think somebody in authority is willing to train you how to do something if you have the right attitude. A lot of people these days hire not only communication skills, but they hire energy, they hire attitude. If you've, if you've got a great attitude and you treat people right, they can teach you the skills that you need all day long. But if you come into a job and you have the skill set, but you're boring or you don't have energy or you don't know how to treat people right or you don't have honesty or integrity about you, I'm sorry, but it's too late to teach you how to be a good person. I hope you learned that at home or somewhere much earlier in your life. Someone will 
train you because like we talked about before, industries are changing so fast. I think some people in some companies are expecting that someone may not necessarily know how to do the thing you're asking them to do. That's why they offer training. So it's a, it's about walking the talk. Uh, yeah. It's about, it's, a, it's about not only the skill sets that you bring, which we just spoke about, but also who you are as a person, uh, all the important, all the values and characters. Absolutely. In fact, and I don't know where these studies are, but I know that studies have shown that, you know, 85% of the, the success you have is your ability to communicate the soft skills and the other, and only 15% are for the actual technical skills because you can train that, uh-huh. which makes the question of why are so many people going to college such a fascinating question. You're going, you're spending four years and tens of thousands of dollars. And I'm not knocking college because I did that. I have a master's degree in adult education. So I, I get that but you're spending all that money to learn the 15% of what makes you successful. How are you learning to communicate? How are you learning to sell your ideas? How you, how are you learning to persuade? How are you learning to interact with the world in a winsome way? You can learn those things too in college, but just not in the classroom, but you can also learn those things anywhere in life. Interesting that I have a question that I want to ask you and you somehow bring that up. (laughs) It's an interesting dynamic because, uh, I wanted to ask you a question about you have a master's degree in adult education. I'm a firm believer and I, I love this topic of continuous learning. Continuous, uh, Tony Robbins talks about it as can I, C-A-N-I, continuous and never-ending improvement. Yep. Why is it important to always keep learning even if you are, let's say, 35, 40, 50 years old? Because things are changing so rapidly around us. You, you, if you are not continually learning, you get left behind. And besides, if you're buying a book or listening to an audiobook and you get one idea that can help you make hundreds or even thousands of dollars, isn't it worth the investment of 20 or $30 to buy that, that resource? Absolutely. It's the same reason why I advocate that people go to live events. I mean, sure, you're spending $1,000 or $5,000 or $10,000, whatever, depending on the event that you're going to. But if you can learn just one idea that you can make thousands of dollars over the course of your lifetime, isn't that worth it? Not only that, but you are meeting new people connections who can help you in your career and people that you can help. Sometimes the connections you make at an event are much more valuable than what you actually learned at the event in terms of what the speakers are presenting to you. Absolutely. Uh, So Brian, we are coming towards very close to the end of our interview here. A couple of questions uh, is, first of all, how can my audience or anyone listening to this find you? That's great. Uh, my show is Success Profiles Radio. So you can go to successprofilesradio.com. That takes you to my show page on the TogiNet Network and you can listen to any episode. You can also download and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Just search Success Profiles Radio. And if you want a, a freebie, I can direct people to my website, brianckwright.com and click on the newsletter link. There are transcripts available for the first or like for seven of my very earliest interviews. And you can glean the wisdom from some of the amazing people that I've interviewed on my show for free. All you have to do is give up your first name and your email address. And I would be very happy to have that available to you. It'll, it should automatically send you uh, those, those episodes in writing. So there, freebie for your group. Awesome. Thank you very much for that. And I'll definitely make sure that when I'm writing the show notes and releasing it at this episode, I'll include that as well. Perfect. Uh, final question, Brian, as we conclude, what, any last words that you'd like to leave the audience with? I would say 
the thing that holds people back is that they don't believe in themselves enough. It's really interesting because I had a friend several years ago who said, Brian, you have everything you need to create a $5 million a year business. That blew my mind. It blew my mind. I mean, I'm not there yet, <laughs> but I'm reaching the point finally where I'm starting to believe that something like that is actually possible for me. And that's a mind-blowing and life-changing revelation. You are capable of much more than you think you are because you've been created to have a special gift and to have an impact in the world. You have a reason for being here. A lot of people think, what's my purpose in life? Why am I here? Who am I? Well, there is a reason. There is a purpose for all of it. So find that and share your gift with the world and you will be so glad you did. You will be happier. You will have more wealth, whether that's material wealth or whether it's personal wealth or interpersonal wealth. The people that you meet will absolutely change your life and the books you read will absolutely change your life. So don't be afraid to keep learning. You'll be glad you did. That's an amazing wrap up. Thank you, Brian. Once again, thanks for being a guest. Love your insightful suggestions and all the information you shared with us. Thank you, Nasser. It was really an honor to be here to share with your audience. Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Career Medis Podcast. I will write a brief summary of the episode and share it uh, as part of a blog post and also links to Brian's website. If you enjoyed this episode and also learned something new, feel free to post a comment or review. As you know, we love reviews at our show. And if you really love this episode, definitely go ahead and share this episode among your network. Until next time, this is Nisar Ahmad, your host for the Career Medis Podcast. Thank you.